Hello, and welcome to another episode of Husky. Our guest today is a veterinarian. During the Iditarod, she is the return dog coordinator. She is going to talk to us all about the logistics of return dogs of the Iditarod. Please welcome to the show, Liz Millman. And you can go. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. Make sure you're up in the mic. Hello, Liz, and welcome to the show. Start over. Sorry. Hello, Liz, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? So I am a veterinarian up in Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, I work full-time up there seeing uh, dogs and cats in a general practice, and then I travel around and Work sled dog races as well. Um, play rugby in the summertime. And I work a lot with uh, some students in the vet school in Fairbanks. Uh, can, can you tell us how you, what got you involved in the Iditarod? So I first learned about Iditarod when I was in second grade um, from my teacher. And we had a reading program. Um, that taught us all about it, and I fell in love with sled dogs, and I did a rod, and uh, decided then that I wanted to be not just a vet, but a sled dog veterinarian. You are the return dog coordinator for that did a rod. Can you tell us? Can you tell the listeners what a return dog is? So a return dog is any dog that the musher deems ready to go home early. So whether the dog is injured or, you know, maybe it's a really young dog or an older dog on its last race. Um, maybe it's getting sick. Any reason the musher thinks the dog needs to return home before making it to the finish line. Talk to us about what happens after a dog is returned. So when a dog is returned in a small checkpoint, the dog is examined by a veterinarian in that location, and then they are um, brought by a small plane, a bush plane, um, via IAF or I did around Air Force, to a main hub location, whether it's Anchorage, McGrath, Unicleet, or Nome. And there they're going to be cared for by return dog handlers, technicians, and veterinarians as well. They're going to get treated and they'll be there for a couple hours to a couple days waiting for a flight all the way back to Anchorage where they will get examined again. Um, they get fed in Anchorage again, and then they get released to um, a primary contact or a handler, someone the musher deems you know, responsible for taking care of their dogs while they're on the trail. So. We get the dogs home as soon as possible from Anchorage. Can a dog be returned anywhere on the trail? Only at checkpoints, but any of the checkpoints, yes. Uh, what, what would you say, would you say it is an advantage or disadvantage to have less dogs on your team? I think it kind of depends on where you're at in the trail. Um, you know, less dogs on the team means you're carrying less supplies, less food, less weight. 
so it's proportional for how many dogs are running for what amount of weights in the sled. Um, but I think depending where you are in the trail, you know, larger teams are going to help you get through certain situations better, but small teams might be easier to manage in a, in a difficult situation too. Each year is probably different, but how many return dogs were there this year? Uh, usually we see it around 30%. This year, I believe it was around 200, I'm going to say 250 dogs that came back this year. And that includes some scratch teams. How are the dogs cared for while they wait for their owners? So they are very well cared for. They have 24-hour care with um, experienced dog handlers that have worked with sled dogs before. They have technicians helping with medical treatments if needed. And then they have very skilled veterinarians that have been working with sled dogs for years now. And they are fed full meals twice a day and by full meals, just like they get by their mushers, meat, um, dry dog food kibble, boil, you know, hot water, boiling water, whatever it takes to mix up the food. And then they're snacked with meat snacks three to four times a day, depending on if they are too skinny or not. And then they get dog blankets that students make to help stay warm. Um, they'll rotate. The handlers will bring dogs inside on trail and, and give them a little extra attention if it looks like they need it. Um, so they are very spoiled and loved while they're in the return dog program. What was the biggest reason owners return their dogs? I think the number one thing I saw this year was for um, what we'd call like a minor injury, sore wrist or a, a, a short shoulder Sorry. Um, are usually kind of the most common reasons. Uh, tired, if they're just, they're just not pulling or keeping up with the other part of the team. So they're top two. What does your job entail as a turn dog coordinator? So my responsibilities include making sure all of the gear that we use to take care of the dog is functional, clean, packed up, ready to go. We, I send gear out to every single checkpoint and then um, all four hubs. So I'm always checking inventory, making new, new leashes or lines, fixing things as needed throughout the year and then it's also my job to recruit and find the volunteers within the program so all the experienced dog handlers um, we have a pretty thorough process of making sure we get skilled handlers um, out there taking care of the dogs throughout the trail um, the veterinary technicians are chosen through the head vet tech um, trail and then the veterinarians are chosen by the chief veterinarian for Iditarod, and then we all come together and work as a team. Um, on top of that, I'm managing staff at all four locations, so Anchorage, McGrath, Uniclete, and Nome, making sure that their flights are arranged, that they're to get out there and back, that their housing's uh, set up in all locations, and then making sure they're all fed and taken care of as well as for being volunteers. And then when it comes to the dogs, it's my responsibility to to know where every return dog is at all times. 
So tracking them through a computer database with their dog tags. And then I also am tracked this year. We had a beta testing program with actual GPS tracking collars on the dog. So I was also tracking those collars and the dog making to see how that program's working and going to be growing in the future. And then I also am the main contact for any of the mushers handlers um, or contacts to pick up dogs and to make sure um, that we have the right people picking up the right dogs and, and contacting all of them and, and providing all that information where necessary. To go along with you picking up volunteers, how many people do you pick? So on average, I'd say I have about 40 volunteers a year. Is there anything else you want people to know about return dogs? Oh, I've, I love our program. The return dog program is awesome. Our, we get to work really one-on-one -on -one with these dogs. Um, we get to care for them and spend a lot of time with them. So I think in terms of I did her out and getting to volunteer and work with the sled dogs, uh, return dog program is probably the most hands-on next to the veterinarian. And it's a really unique and special program to be able to take care of all these dogs and get them home safe um, so the mushers can can trust that when they have to leave one of their teammates behind, because nobody ever wants to do that, uh, that they can trust that it's in good hands and that their dog's going to make it home safe and be well cared for. So I really, I really uh, enjoy what I do, and I'm, I'm quite grateful for the opportunity to, to be able to help the program. Our final question is the dinner program. You are able to invite five Iditarod icons to dinner, living or dead. Who would you invite to your dinner party? Ooh, I think to get some good stories, I'd love to meet Susan Butcher. Um, I think it would be fun to see Susan Butcher and Dee Dee John Rowe and Martin Boozer and, and Jess King all together and Mitch Seavey and, and just hearing those stories of everybody together. Thank, thank you so much for talking with us today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Special thanks to our guest, Liz Millman, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps with our ratings. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you'd like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our intro song, the I Did Rod Trail song, and our outro song, Reading In the land of the midnight sun, they call this race the I Did Rod Trail. To me, it's Reddington's Run. In my heart, it's Reddington's Run.